Hello everyone, my name is Ana Maria Mercado and today I'm going to be talking to you about my experiences with autism spectrum disorder. So when I was 18, I was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. Um, but today I want to be talking to you about my experiences, my experiences and how the symptoms affect me. Um, the treatments that I went through, and definitely the gender differences in ASD that have been present in my life. So, first of all, as I have stated before, autism is a disorder that presents itself differently to everyone due to the spectrum and the different variables in which each symptom can be expressed. So I myself have high functioning autism spectrum disorder. Sometimes we just call that low um, support needs. It's the same thing as high functioning, low functioning, low or high support needs. But as a woman, I often get the um, the say a lot of people would just tell me I don't look autistic. A lot of people also assume I don't have any emotions. And they just stereotype autism a lot because... It was made, well, it was diagnosed first and the criteria for it was made for boys. Which is where this misunderstanding of autism in women um, stems from. So the you don't look autistic definitely um, starts with the masking. So women have this ability to mask their symptoms and whatnot. Um, They also, um, it's not that people on the spectrum at all do not have any emotions. They actually have a lot of emotions. I've actually heard autistic people or autistic women in particular say that they have probably more emotions than the average person. But because of the intensity of the emotions, they tend to hold it in and then shut down in order to go through the day. So another thing that, well, for me, in the way that social interactions and social communication can be um, definitely difficult was that if it's hard for me to communicate with my family, how is it when I interact with my peers? Especially at a young age, I had no idea how to do that. And looking back now, I was actually bullied a lot, but I had no clue why, and I was oblivious to the bullying because of the advertisements of bullying or like hitting, shoving someone 
and I never had that. I just had people tease me a lot. Um, so then for me, the social communication, even when talking to family members, it's like if you think in pictures or in a different way, that's not words, and then you're expected to say the words, but once you have the words, the words kind of like get stuck in your throat and you can't get it out. And so it takes more time for you to process what you are thinking, change it, and then say it in a way that may be understandable to other people and to yourself. So I don't know if that makes any sense. That's the best way I can describe it. It's kind of like something gets stuck in your throat all of the time. <laughs> um, and for the um, exaggerated um, um, what is it? Like autistic people can have um are very much into or are obsessed with things in particular definitely there is a stereotype of autistic boys really being into science and math and um dinosaurs and astronomy or whatever i'm not that into science and math actually more women on the spectrum are really good at languages, literature, they're so smart, they're very good at singing, at definitely more the humanities subject. And um, another thing that I wanted to talk about is that in autism, I've heard it being explained that social interactions are incredibly challenging which they are each and every single day and another way to describe it is like all the little things that everyone does unconsciously i have to do manually which i actually got off of a youtube video um called women um things that women on the spectrum want you to know um and that's definitely true it's like if I just talk to someone, I'll be consciously aware of what my elbow is doing every now and then or um, how I am presenting myself and if that is normal or not. And that can be very exhausting even for a normal person. <clears throat> so... um. I have been misdiagnosed with um, depression, anorexia, body dysmorphia, anxiety, bipolar disorder. Oh, what was the other one? The other one was borderline personality disorder. I got into treatment for that one. I got into treatment for anorexia. I don't have anorexia. I don't have body dysmorphia. I was depressed. I was anxious. Those were symptoms of the ASD. And how that impacted my life. But everything else was people not realizing. People 
incredibly smart people who did not realize that there were different criterias for boys and girls. So I actually was told once that women cannot have autism and I'm and I was just astounded. So I do think this is an important topic to talk about. Um I'm not against any therapies, but since I was diagnosed so late, well late overall on the spectrum, I didn't go to any specific treatments for my ASD. I just did a regular clinical therapy. But actually being diagnosed at 18 as a woman is actually um, a privilege because most women with high-functioning ASD do get diagnosed much later in life. So a lot of women get diagnosed in their 20s or in their 30s or even in their 40s, which is so screwed up, but true. Another thing that I do want to talk about in the gender differences is that women with autism are definitely more likely to experience sexual assault. It happens very often. Unfortunately, I was um, mistreated a lot and I was um you know made to believe that that was normal or that that in some way was what I deserved or that I deserved it in some way and even though I'm smart and I can be quite naive or quite literal I'm not stupid but I just did not love myself so that's why that happened um and I definitely want to talk about one thing that definitely helped me because outside of all of the treatments all the therapies that I did and all the pills that I took there was only one one treatment that really helped me and that was hypnotherapy and in hypnotherapy you go into the unconscious mind and you try to go into the past and not fix the past because obviously you cannot fix the past but let go of all the feelings that you hold from all the negative feelings that you hold from your past so that you can understand why that happened and why these things present themselves um and I definitely had a lot even as a child obviously the depression and anxiety was a lot um I remember having depression at a very very young age like my earliest memory was like what is it kindergarten and I was depressed and anxious like that was my very first memory so and that's really sad that shouldn't be my first memory um so in hypnotherapy you kind of take out all those negative emotions from that and 
I don't, I don't know how to describe it because it's not like it fixed the ASD. Nothing can fix the ASD. But from what I have read, a lot of people on the spectrum don't want to fix their ASD. They just want to take away the parts that make it difficult, but still keep the beautiful parts. And I feel like the hypnotherapy definitely did that. And I, I actually believe that everyone should do it, but that's up to everyone else to decide. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you.